everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hard Stance Hardcore Podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, John Hoffman. I'm here with uh, my buddies Antonio Marquez and Nick Donahue. And uh, today, uh, t- today we're going to be talking about two classic hardcore records by the same band. Typically, we touch on an old classic. That's the format of this. And then towards the end, we review a newer release. Um, we're actually going to skip the newer release this time and focus all on this double header that we have planned for you today. Um, we're going to be discussing Youth of Today and their two full-length LPs, Break Down the Walls and We're Not In This Alone. Um, just uh, some quick background information. Um, Youth of Today is a commonly thought of as a New York hardcore band, but actually we're from Connecticut. Um, around in the mid to late 80s. Uh, they did release two full-length records. They also released a seven-inch, two seven-inches actually. Um, and uh, yeah, hi- highly influential hardcore band, whether, whether you like them or not, really, really impactful um, and very, very highly regarded. Um, a straight-edge band um, actually introduced uh, vegetarianism into hardcore um, and, uh, overall there's a, there's a lot to talk about today. Um, I'm very, very excited to be doing this. Um, you know, you, you guys know that youth of today is my favorite band of all time. Um, so yeah, why don't we go ahead and get started? We're going to be talking about both LPs and I don't know, I guess, I guess, however we want to start, I would assume we would start with the first record. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like we could go a little chronological with it. Um, and I, and I know we're, we're trying, we're getting to kind of weigh on like what we prefer, but I feel like the most, I mean, we're going to, we just got to like dissect it up. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. In that, in that sense, do we want to, I know we're going to touch on, can't close my eyes. Like, do we want to like talk about that a little bit before we even get to the LPs or do we want to like, just kind of dive right into the, I think I think it's going to be hard to not. I think yeah, like, like let's talk about let's talk about can't close my eyes. Yeah, I mean to me, can't close my eyes is definitely a place where like if you do if you do talk about this band chronologically, like you see a lot of maturation. And I feel like if this was a band that like they only put out can't close my eyes and like disappeared, like obviously the way that they would be viewed besides just like their longevity and like their like com- like community contribution like would just be so vastly different because even though like they're a band that gets you know they have like a certain kind of like um consistency to their like message and everything i feel like can't close my eyes is definitely like where people get that cartoonish the most cartoonish kind of reading of youth of today and i think that like it is the place where you can see some of the most like, I don't know. I, there's like definitely a lot more of the silliness in that, in that EP. Um, I think, uh, I think when it comes to youth of today, like, yes, if you take out the full lengths, like you really remove like the main impact that the band had. And like, if we were just going to, if youth of today only release can't close my eyes. And then that was it. I mean, you would have a band that was done by, what 86 87 mm-hmm. um you know i think you would have a you would have six, a similar yeah. like yeah you would have a similar 
impact as like a band like Outburst or Urban Waste, you know, where it's like one one EP and that pretty much did it. I think that they would definitely still, you know, have a major, major niche carved out in like hardcore lore for sure. Like, I don't think that that seven inch would have been like, I, I don't think it wouldn't have mattered, you know, but what we know as youth of today is absolutely because of those two full lengths. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I don't even, I was thinking about like, I don't even think I'd really like love you. I would still think that was a cool seven inch, but I would probably like not, I would not think of youth of today as a band. I loved if that seven inch was like their main output, because I do think it's their worst release. <laughs> like other than, other than, I mean, hold on. I just say like both EPs are not things that would like make me love youth of today. They're like both different spectrums though, like in, in that way. Right. Because, you know, you got can't close my eyes and then you've got disengage, which is like, I feel like are kind of throwaway songs. Uh, you know, some people will probably disagree, but like, it's obviously the end of the band, right. In their transitions to other projects, but like, bro, like can't close my eyes to me as a definitive seven inch. Like for me, like when I think of like, Hardcore seven inches, um, can't close my eyes. I mean, I know like it's not the premise of, of the podcast here, like for what we're talking about, but the songs on that seven inch really uh, set the tone for what you're about to get with that first LP. I, I would say that the evolution is like obviously there with Break Down the Walls from that. I don't see it a ton with We're Not In This Alone and we'll talk about that later. But like to me, like can't close my eyes is like a, is like a bury me with that cop with a copy in the casket type of thing because like expectations and like i mean we just might i mean the whole record's just like insane but i do agree like as far as like the cartoonish sort of like aspect of the band and everything um you know i feel like i do feel like the band could have existed in that scene at that time without that seven inch and just with those two lps right but to me there's a certain aspect of the band, a certain side of the band that's on that seven inch that is somewhat captured on Break Down the Walls. And I would say is completely close to non-existent on We're Not In The Song. So to me, Can't Close My Eyes is like, is is the shit. Is That's the shit right there. <laughs> I, I love that seven inch. And I, I want to touch on something real quick. One thing, with the exception of We're Not In This Alone and Disengage with both, which both share the same four-person lineup. Um, Youth of Today's lineup drastically changes on every release. Um, yeah. So, it you know, Youth of Today is always going to be, you know, Ray and Porcel, right? So Ray, Capo, you know, vocalist, and then John Porcel, guitarist. Um, it's, it's always going youth to, Youth of Today will always be, sorry to interrupt, Youth of Today will always be members of Ray and Porcel. Exactly, yeah, but Ray it's also... Seven. It's also, <laughs> yeah, the Ray and Porcel 7-inch will always be Ray and Porcel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's important to kind of acknowledge that the records also, it, it almost seems like that backing band does have a major impact on totally what, what the records sound like. You have, you know, I, I'll be honest, I'm blanking on the other dude's name. One of the dude's names in the first lineup on Can't Close My Eyes is named Graham Phillips. And I can't remember the other dude's name, but... Um, I'm really excited to talk about the difference between the break down the walls lineup and the we're not in this alone lineup. Uh, because, yep. you know, I mean, we'll get into this, but <laughs> me preferring break down the walls 
I mean, the fucking five person band on that record is just absolutely legendary in my opinion. Um, but you know, we can obviously get on, get into that, but yeah, I mean, can't close my eyes. I, I think it's a phenomenal record. Nick, I almost get the feeling that it's not really that great to you. I don't know. Dude, I, could I, be, okay. I, I could be reading you wrong there. I love expectations is a phenomenal song to me. Like that's a song, like when a band covers it, I love hearing it. And like <laughs> every time I hear, hear the song, dude, so good, good, man. So real good. I, dude, dude, so I, good. The buildup in that chill. song is just like unbelievable. Bro. I'm getting chills. Just thinking about all of the memories that I have as a fucking stupid ass hardcore kid seeing expectations covered at a show and just losing <laughs> my, losing my fucking mind. Um, and just like these memories, like literally make me feel like warm and fuzzy inside. Just thinking, <laughs> thinking of someone's face getting smashed to the buildup and expectations, dude. And like simultaneously, <laughs> like wanting to like just hug the world because you're that happy, you know. Like, yeah. I know that yep. sounds really fucking lame, but like, like, dude, Youth of Today is a band that I could absolutely smash someone's face open to. Well, also be like, all right, everyone at this show is my fucking brother, you know? Yeah, yeah. I see, okay, and Crucial Times is a great song, but like, I just don't, and like, it's just like a hard sounding song, but like, I do think mo most of the lyrics on this seven inch are too silly for me. And like, we gotta, I'm like, this is where I'm gonna circle back to the Gorilla Biscuits episode and be like, you can't call those Gorilla Biscuits lyrics lame and not acknowledge that these lyrics are also pretty damn lame. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> no. On this, on the 7-inch, can, really, can you really say, can you really say that these lyrics on this 7-inch are not equally cheesy? Dude, it's not, a, it's not a factor because I just won't. Like, I, Even though you know it's true. I, dude, I could know something's true and just be like, fuck it. Youth of today did it better. Like, <laughs> dude, the, the lyrics on I have faith are absolutely what you're talking about, but I'm not going to fucking give you that. No way. That, yeah. that song is amazing. And like, dude, okay, let's, yeah, let's circle back to that episode where we talked about start today for, you know, a while. <laughs> um, Which I know, you know I acknowledge I defended. So I'm like, just oh, it's okay. At the, I'm trying it's to get okay. it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I get what you're saying 100%, but like, dude, it just comes down to like, who could do it better? You know, like the lyrics to, to things we say, I mean, they make me want to be a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> and like, dude, the lyrics to I have faith make me want to be like, yeah. I do have faith. Like I have faith in the human race. Like see that human race. I mean, listen, I'll be I'll be yeah. honest with you. I I Nick, you're I get the what the line you're trying to draw here. And the what I would say is uh, yeah, there's definitely like a certain level of cheese on that seven inch that is comparable to the the things that we talked about. I mean, really, all these records that they've done there's an, an exorbitant amount of cheese on it you know what i mean so like um i know i i get like the correlation in the line you're trying to draw with with the two um and 
like John, John taking the route of like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want, which is sick. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say for me, uh, the difference between the cheese from Ethan today and the cheese from Gorilla Biscuits is that the music itself was to me way different. Like Ethan today, especially can't close my eyes, you know, being like maybe the, the truck full of cheese that we're talking about here. Like the music is way more intense. It's fast. It's way, it, it, it's more to my sensibility and when of music that I like from hardcore, whereas even the Gorilla Biscuits seven inch, it's fast, but it's not in the same, it doesn't have that same intensity in my opinion that you get from the music on can't close my eyes. So for me, it's like, I could get away with with that, you know, in in, in some respects, you know, like think of, like think of like crippled youth, you know, like I love crippled youth. That's cheese, that's extra cheese factor, you know what I mean? But like, but it's because the music appeals more to my sensibilities. I can't really give some of that stuff up from GB as much of a pass. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, and so and this is like, first of all, I'll like say straight up, like every youth of today record is so much better musically than what you know the other thing, the other like. Oh, I just now I just felt bad saying that. I'm like, I was gonna say better than every girl this record, but that's that is how I feel too. I agree with that. Um, and also like there is something to be said for like the chronology of it too. Like this this record came out a few years before that, well, definitely that LP, but like also like I, I guess what I'm saying, the thing that the thing that I think is somewhat is a knock on can't close my eyes is like the disparity between the hardness of the music and like the utter like kind of like the naive positivity on in the lyrics that like kind of comes off as like just totally out like out there doesn't match the music to me and so I'm like ah this would be so much better if he wasn't like saying these words you know whereas like so I feel there's a little bit more like a consistency with like the tone of the words and the music and so that's why I'm like it doesn't like really irk me as much. Whereas like, I'm like, ah, this could be like on this, I'm just like, ah, could be better. That's why Expectations is an awesome song. Cause it's not that it's like actually kind of a cool, like hard on your sleeve song that doesn't like sound false to me. I don't know. So there's like two things and, and I'll get into the second point at, you know, at some point in time, you remind me if I don't talk about these two points, but the first point I'll say is like, I almost think of the seven inch in that that was like the release that they could do in the way that Ray um, and Porcel could tell their parents that, yeah, like they can go to shows. It's like at a church type of thing. So it's like, oh yeah, like we can like, we can like do this band. We just won't be like overly aggressive and like, you know, profane and everything like that. It's cool. We're like young and we're going to be like positive and like, so that our parents don't like ground us and type of shit. Um, so like have that kind of like mentality of like the band, like it, when I look at them, because if you think about it, like, Youth of Today stood in such contrast uh, lyrically to everything that was going on during that time period. I mean, I can't think of, you know, I mean, Uniform Choice, and we could talk about that some other time, but like, <laughs> there's just, there just wasn't a lot of that stuff that was around then, you know? So like, um, I agree with you and, um, I think, and I don't know. I, mean, I also got to think we, we got into these bands, right? When we were really fucking young, you know what I mean? So like, it's kind of like where Gorilla Biscuits, we could, we we got into Gorilla Biscuits at, at some point in time in our life. And then we were kind of over Gorilla Biscuits because it no longer appealed to our sense, like our senses, right? In a lot of ways and our tastes. Whereas like, well, for, for some of us, not all of us, but for at least with Youth of Today, I think we probably got into it when we were young and like stoked about being straight edge and like stoked about like 
punk and hardcore and just like the impact of being young and just being like aggressive right um but then like i think as we got older where some bands kind of went to the wayside because we didn't have that same there wasn't that other value to the music that could keep us kind of still interested i feel like youth of today had some of those interests that still appealed to us that continued to be bands that we still you know return to does that make sense yeah 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 definitely i mean you were gonna say yeah i think that like I mean, it's, it, I, I know we're talking about how like, there's like a naive, like positivity on can't close my eyes, but like, you know, that there's so much passion and anger behind it, that it, it creates this incredible balance that is hard not to take seriously. And I, I find that, you know, when you compare it to a record, like start today, it's like, okay, we're talking about cheese, right? Like if we're going to do cheese as it's like, you know start today is like that amc like movie theater cheese and can't close my eyes is like some fucking like havarti on like a fancy cracker see okay <laughs> but this is the this is the part i like kind of can't back down on because and and i i want to say like and this is something i think john you and i kind of talked about a little bit like just like off, off air but <laughs> i was saying like it's gonna get redundant if we start like just like saying stuff like oh these were just teenagers 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 like every fucking great hardcore and punk record i mean not you know with exception is obviously like like teenagers make made the best records you know what i mean so like that's not like that shouldn't be like an excuse right and so like i'm not saying and also it's like not a bad thing for a hardcore record to have lyrics that aren't profound or that they are naive like that's part of what makes it cool like youthful and naive but like come like the song youth crew you cannot look anyone in the eye and say the lyrics to the song "Youth Crew" should be taken seriously by anybody. You you bring up a you bring up a good point. I mean I mean we could also touch on the fact that like the only reason that we're fucking doing this podcast in the first place is because we're obviously three like you know man children that have not progressed <laughs> in, in the same in the same ways that like you know, the doctors and lawyers that we went to high school with have, you know, <laughs> so it's like the, the very essence of hardcore is like the stripped down simplicity, like, okay, we're talking about shit that no one wants to fucking talk about in their music, you know, like, this is like the real deal. And like, it's something that we understand. And it's why a band like Youth of Today or Gorilla Biscuits can mean the world to us, even into our adult years, because we remember what it was like to have this honesty out there and not have to fucking hide it. And I don't know if you guys are feeling that too, but like, that's, that's to me what makes hardcore so special and why we can talk about this and not have, I mean, I think that the disclaimer that we're giving about like how cheesy the lyrics are is almost like a humor aspect to this podcast, you know, like, you know, it's fun to make, it's fun to make fun of stuff. It's fun to be self-aware. Um, but at the same time, there's like this endearing factor about how honest these lyrics are and why they still mean so much to us after all well, these years. Well, and that's why it's like worth debating it. And that's why to me, like I can like say there are some things that we'll see on these later records that I think are like taken into a territory where I can take it seriously. And I find it like more what I find to be my favorite things more than I can look at a song like Youth Crew and, and like try to convince myself there's like some version of that that is like a sincere representation of like 
just like heartfelt emotion. Like I just, I don't find the song Youth Crew and certain other songs on the seven inch to really like, they don't, they don't give me a, the feeling that some of the later stuff does. All right. Well, that being said, why don't we get into break down the walls? Um, this is, uh, this has me on the edge of my seat. I, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like ready to fucking go. Like, like Dan Lactose says in our introduction, let's fucking go. <laughs> I was waiting to say that, by the way, I had planned to earlier you tonight. Damn it. Got it in. I got it in there. Um, so break down the walls came out in 1988 on wishing well records. Um, we were actually talking about how youth of today is commonly thought of as a revelation records band. Um, I, besides the disengaged seven inch, none of their records actually initially came out on revelation. Um, so break, we got break down the walls came out on wishing well, first full length. Uh, let's, let's do it. Let's go into it. Yeah. Let's yeah. just, uh, let, let's start off like, you know, let's talk about the lineup before we get into the songs, right? Yes. yes so, yes. so obviously we got Rain Porcel, right? We got Craig, um, we've got uh, Richie and uh, who's the drummer again? I'm blanking Drew. right now. Drew, Drew. from Bolt. So it's important yep, to Drew also, yep. it's important to also, you know, acknowledge like who, where these guys came from. So, you know, Craig, bass player of Straight Ahead, um, he was like, you know, Craig Ahead is what you, you commonly hear him referred to. Uh, and then you got uh, Drew from, I mean, I guess, you know, he was in Bold, he was in Into Another, um, but yeah, you they got him on this lineup. And, uh, and uh, Richie from Underdog and uh, I guess... Uh, into another as well but i mean these these are later bands but you know richie birkenhead on guitar which i don't know man like this is my favorite lineup of youth today that ever ever existed i mean it's it's a pretty uh it's pretty insane when you think about like what those guys were doing that were in the band at that time and the impact that they had uh, on the sound and on music in general like not to mention the fact that like I'd have to like spend some time looking at this, but the fact that it was on Wishing Well, it has to be like, I don't know, right? It's got to be one of the last like relevant Wishing Well releases that probably at that time they were probably super stoked to put out because you had Pat from Uniform Choice doing the record label. Um, and, you know, Uniform Choice was like, you know, I mean, we could talk about that some other time, but like such a, you know, a big part of, of, uh, of, I, of their sound, you know, in a lot of ways. So, um, I feel like this coming out when it did was probably pretty, pretty groundbreaking. Let's uh, let's quickly touch on like some things that you think of when you think about Uniform Choice or Pat Dubar or Wishing Well. It's like, you, I mean, me personally, I think positivity. I think positive hardcore. And, you know, we touched on like the cheese factor of can't mm -hmm. close my eyes, but like we're talking about break down the walls now. I mean, would you guys agree that it's like a quintessential positive hardcore record? Yes. Quintessential. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it coming out on a label run by somebody from Uniform Choice is very fitting. Um, and I think that I, it's just the, when I look back on that time period, it's like these guys had an agenda. And I think that 
you know, as we go into this, I, I just want to push this idea that like break down the walls, like really, really just nailed that agenda into the ground and made it so, you know, like that. I, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I, I don't know if I'm addressing that like exact angle, but it definitely feels like, and I guess I'm just connected to my last comment. Like it feels like the place where it became a little bit more of a thoughtful, like they were kind of like, they were a little more self-aware or like Ray was probably a little more self-aware about, I mean, you could really get into this with like the jump from uh, we just might to um, why am I blanking? Oh yeah. The time to forgive. You know what I mean? Like can really get into that, but also like there was a little bit less of just like, uh, I don't know. It felt less like, like a chant and more of like, he was seeing himself as like the beginning stages of the kind of like almost preacher like presence that he garnered eventually. And like, it really was the beginning of a more like spiritual representation of Ray, I'd say. Antonio, you touched on something earlier where you mentioned that this record like was so different than other records of its time period. Like, I want you to go into that more because I, th I think that's like really a main factor in like the positivity of this record. Yeah, I mean, like, I think when you think about like what was going on during that time period and like the year that this was released, I mean, you know, this was 86. So, you know, New York Hardcore is going through like its own kind of, uh, you know, its own sort of like uh, cycle, right? So 86, Age of World comes out, you know, a lot of the guys in bands, uh, Cause for Alarm comes out in 86, you know, a lot of the uh, the hardcore punk that was going on in the in the 80s that really laid the groundwork for bands like you today, um, we're kind of starting to kind of dabble in something just a little bit different, right? Um, sonically, they were trying to expand their sound and potentially their audience, and it left a lot of, it left an opportunity like a band of, for youth of today that was really taking a lot of those like influences from a lot of those earlier bands like SSD and Negative Approach and Agnostic Front and really kind of trying to make it their own kind of sounds to really like, you know, hit it out of the park. And, and I think of youth, I think of this record, Break Down the Walls, as being sort of like the ground rules for this style of music going forward, right? So like, and, and what I mean is like youth crew, like this, these are the ground rules, right? And I think like if we're going to talk about it, like as like a Bible in some ways, like this is kind of like what really like seeds a lot of bands to come in the future. And we'll talk about how I view about how I view we're not in this alone and, and that impact because that impact is also very, very important too for this, you know, for the rules that were being laid by break down the walls. So um yeah, I think I think that this record really opened the door and gave a resurgence of sorts to um, this style of hardcore, um, you know, more of like that traditional kind of, uh, you know, fast, short songs, um, you know, aggressive music that, you know, I think the scene was starting to kind of cycle into something a little bit different. Um, and I think you said today was, you know, planted that flag pretty, pretty early on with this record. I think that... Uh you know, everything that you're saying is like all really good points and like a good overview on like the New York scene at the time. And I think that like, one thing I want to say is that like, when you think about, you know, 30 to 40 years of hardcore, right? I mean, 
personally, like in 2021, like positive hardcore, it's like, it's something that I almost take for granted because I've, I've, I've seen it all, you know, like I've heard all the bands, like I've heard all the different types of messages at this point. Um, but when you think about a band like Youth of Today, like making a loud statement about like how we can think as people, you know, and how yep. we can believe in ourselves. It's like, it's really, it's really inspiring. Um, it's, it's not something that you can just kind of brush off and be like, ah, well, lyrics don't mean shit, you know, fuck these guys. Like, it's not, it's not really something that you can say when you think about Ray Capo hitting the reset button and basically commanding that everybody kind of follow him into this like be all you can be mindset. And the only other time that I personally, I mean, I wasn't around for that, but I feel like I experienced that when the first, the first step released their um, open hearts and clear minds EP in like the mid two thousands. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I experienced that same reset where, you know, you were seeing a lot of negativity and a lot of bullshit in hardcore at the time. Here comes along, you know, first, the first step. And like, I felt that, you know, I felt that like, Hey, wait a second. This, this can be better. You know, we can, we can do better. And I, I really think that that's what Ray did. Well, and I think, sorry, no, go ahead. Antonio. Oh, I, before we like continue down on that piece, I just want to like ask something and we could table the majority of the discussion of, about this at a later point, but like you guys are both around with four punch came and basically started what would be considered the second wave of youth crew with obviously break down the walls in a youth is a really planting that flag of what that first wave of youth crew music is and ends by, you know, what 90 or something like that. Um, and four punch being the beginning, you know, one of the bands from the beginning of the second wave. And John, you're speaking about how the first step was that first band for you that you felt like, kind of like had you kind of had that feeling again did you not have that same feeling when you with floor punch and, and experiencing floor punch for the first time um you know i'll be honest with you like floor punch is like a year before my time so it's like yeah i'll know, say for before you even go on like i i would say even when I, when the first time i heard floor punch they were already broken up and like kind of like it. a recent recently old band if that makes sense yeah Right. So the, the, the youth crew resurgence of like the, the late nineties kind of spilled into the early two thousands, but it did. Um, yeah. like, In my opinion, at least that, that resurgence really was more like, okay, these bands have, are mostly broken up, but like, you know, tenured fight in my eyes, fast break, I guess, Atari, you know, but like floor punch, it's like this crop of bands. It's like, I'm looking at all these records kind of all at the same time. Like, okay, I've got the music. I don't necessarily have like, the live experience or the experience of the impact these bands made, but I've got the records and I'm looking at it and it's like, I loved the music. I didn't really give a shit about the message really with those bands. Um, I, to this day, I don't really think that those bands had a ton of impact on the scene when it comes to redirecting things to be more positive. I think it was more sonic, um, and, you know, somebody that was around in 95 or 96 could easily call me out and be like, you're full of shit. You don't even know you weren't there. Like, fine, I get that. But when I'm looking at the records themselves, like, I mean, I never got really much of a, you know, believe in yourself vibe from any of that shit. It was well, more like, go ahead. And so also for me, 10 yard fight was like a huge deal. 
like that was a band that like I loved so much that I <laughs> I remember I did a speech in one of my high school classes as like a bio on wrench you know we gotta and, send like, this we gotta send this to wrench bro we gotta send <laughs> this to wrench bro no dude, well, we need to we need to dig up this fucking speech and get that yes, <laughs> yes, yes. well and John will oh remember like how psyched like James and I and a couple others were about Impact when Impact came out and that demo was out yeah. like I was demo excited was sick, too. Dude. That yeah, was I like was... a re- religious experience for me to see Impact in like John's college basement when I was in high school. Like, yep, yep. I, I so like I will say as someone who was like very sincere uh, at this time, like I do think, and it's, it's funny because like Ten Yard Fight, like in essence, the whole shtick of it, at least initially, was like tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? Like whole idea of like mm-hmm. being like a band that sings about sports or whatever. But like that. I don't know, like Back on Track was a record that like I took very much to heart. Like I put lyrics from that like in my AOL bio. <laughs> like yeah. I thought like I thought those were like fairly like inspirational lyrics at the time as someone who was like grasping for something to like, yeah, like like could, like wanted something that was like, yes, this is going to make me like be the best I can be as as like and, is, and the funny thing is, John, when you said that, I was like, this is also why some people fucking hate this music, too. It's like they hate how earnest and how like kind of like, oh, gosh, it's like telling us to be good. And like this is also the thing that like, I don't know, there's there's so much there in this. Dude. But um, I really latched on to that kind of message. That's cool. I love I love hearing that, honestly, because like for me, John, you brought this up with the first step, like when the the first step hit at the perfect time for me because that's when I was really getting into this type of stuff. And the their first LP, um, What We Know, man, you know, John, we I hadn't listened to it until, remember we were listening to it at your place at, when we were recording Faith, remember that weekend? Yep. And we listened to it, we were playing pool and you like fucking cheated and shit. But like, um, <laughs> but, but, Oh, all right. So but, this is, uh, we got to talk about this for another hour and but, then we'll but, end the podcast. Yeah, I know. Right? But, um, but, but anyways, we listened to it and I was just like, it just brought me back because that was a really, that release, what to me, I really felt that, you know, how I, how I think that people felt right when I break down the walls came out, it just felt like so real. And it didn't, I like, obviously it's over the top and honest and positive and everything like that. But like, sonically it was just like huge you know and it was like intense it was fast it was relentless lyrically it was you know maybe the opposite of what you're listening to sonically right just like break down the walls and um i would agree to your to your point um john that um at least for me you know maybe not not so much open hearts and clear minds but definitely what we know was like super super impactful for me at that point in time and like i was thinking about you know, um, Nick, I'm not sure if you know Taylor Paredes, but Taylor, John knows Taylor. And I've been friends with Taylor since we were, you know, in high school, like, you know, really young. And um, I remember one of the things that brought us together was Youth of Today. And, um, and I'm sure like, we all have like stories about people and stuff like that, like that, you know, make connections with bands or whatever. But like, but that band meant a lot to, you know, when you're fucking 15 years old or some shit, right? And 16 years old, and you're just like, you know, you're fucking, you're straight edge, you know, and it, you got to think too, straight edge in the mid 2000s was a weird thing, right? Because it had <laughs> turned into like this metalcore thing and it was starting to become 
merchandise and everything like that. And I remember sitting at my buddy Jesse Streets, who Taylor and I are friends with, and John knows as well. Jesse played in a bunch of bands. We played in Syracuse together. He did We're Fucked. He did No Class. Um, but uh, we were in his apartment, and I remember uh, Taylor had just gotten a tattoo, and it was of the uh, fist with the X, um, like the, the classic fist with the X. And I remember, like, we're listening to, like, Down to Nothing and, and uh, you know, like, the first step, like, basically trying to eat up any shit, 10-yard fight, all that stuff that, like, really kind of resonated with us. And honestly, it, like, really brought us together. We made that connection, and we've been, like, obviously friends ever since. And I think that that's, like, something that's kind of special. I think that's where I think youth crew, and this is a, this is a tangent, but this is where like, I feel like youth crew really does its work, right? Like it, it's a time and a place music to me. And I feel like being young is the best way to get to it. It's, I can't imagine a person that's discovering hardcore and being able to make the connection with bands like that. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I just feel like it's gotta be a hard leap to make because you have to get through all the cheese, right? You got to get through all like the stuff that like, you would be like, oh, like, you know, your musical palette is so advanced at that point in time that like, you would just be like, oh, like, I'm not going to listen to this because it's like, you know, me, you, youth crew, like this guy sounds like a clown. Like, I don't want to listen to him. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's cool that you bring it up like old friendships because like, or, you know, obviously friendships that are still around, but um, it's cool that Nick and I are both on this podcast. Cause like, Dude, literally in like the early 2000s, like Nick was like my fucking straight edge brother. Like, and like, like, dude, like Nick and I, I mean, we went through everything together when it comes to like getting into this music. Like, I mean, right? Yeah, except you didn't have an ensign windbreaker. Oh, <laughs> shit. No. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. I feel, I feel fucking called out right now. <laughs> oh you had an ensign windbreaker bro <laughs> no dude talk up talk about a band that is fucking terrible i actually so no you know i will say this i actually have, yeah i'm not gonna like spend too much time on this but like the the like early ensign material <laughs> I'm, i don't know whatever i'm not embarrassed for having liked that when i was a teenager at all and like having the windbreaker is another story <laughs> But Dude, in, in my opinion, you having the windbreaker is probably the only thing I can say that's good about it. <laughs> yeah, I would no, agree. I, with, I'm going to agree with John. I'm going to agree with John. But let's, let's <laughs> let me just say, let me just say, like Nick and I getting into this music together. It, I think that's something to be said about youth crew. And then after this, I really want to just get into like the music of Breakdown the Walls because we beat the <laughs> we beat the lyrical content to death at this point, and I'm sure it'll come back around. But um youth crew is a, a style of hardcore that very much does bring people together and i think that when you compare it to something like it's polar opposite like something like blood for blood or cold as life like yes of course you're going to have a common bond with other people that listen to that stuff but it's very isolating music you know it's very much like okay you're going through some shit i get it i can speak to it but like you are in this alone you know, it's like, you're not going to, you're not going to bond with someone too much over the lyrics on like revenge on society or born to land hard or master killer. It's like that, that's, that's a journey that you face alone straight up. And I think that when it comes to youth crew, it's like more of a journey that you face with an open mind with your friends. And like, I know that sounds as, as cheesy as it fucking gets. But wow, I think it, bro. No, I'm serious, dude. Like, I think that that's what 
is to be said about like this type of, you know, this like very sub sub genre of hardcore yeah. known as youth crew. You know, I think it's like, it very much brings people together and, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's positive for that reason. Yeah. Well, I want to, I know. Yeah. I agree. We got to like get to like the meat of this, but I do think examining the overall like philosophy of hard or of, like youth crew or whatever is like a worthy component of this because I've, and I've said this, I've not even said this to you, John, like I kind of feel like youth crew is this thing where, and I think I, I have to always say that I think youth crew is like very worthy of a lot of the criticism it gets to um, because of it like sets a certain standard for being, you know, positive and being like welcoming and being friendly and like kind of like this, like, I don't know, very like antithesis to like the world of like self-destructive or like, um, like nihilistic rock and roll or whatever. But like, I think because of that, it also like is sometimes uh, easy for people to poke holes in too and just be like, well, like here's where it falls short, you know, like in terms of inclusivity, here's where it falls short in terms of like actual sincerity because like all this stuff can become just as much of like a repetition or like a, um, what's it called? A rehash as like, any of the other like tropes that get done over and over and over again with punk music or like rock music in general. So like, I do think, I don't know, because it's so, so, so dependent on sincerity. It's like, it's like, you're almost, if you want to like love youth crew music and this is why, oh, I'm going to have to mention the plagued with rage seven inch here as like, a, <laughs> I, I can't not say it. It's going to come up again, but like there is something so like utterly sincere in like a record like that that like, even if you hate it, which I know probably a lot of people do, like, you just like can't deny that there's like, like, I feel like when you love youth crew music, you're like seeking like that sincerity or like that. I agree. Electricness in like a, in a way that you don't, ah, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm veering, but it's just a weird, I don't know. You have to it's be. A, it's oh. important for you to bring this up because I mean, me personally, what, what I, the problem that I would have with youth crew is that, you know, it's, it's a very like idealistic world, but at the same time, like there's a lot to be said about a band that's like singing about, you know, being straight edge with their friends and like, Oh, brotherhood. Right. Well, I mean, some of the more important things when it comes to living a positive lifestyle are, are things like, you know, how do you treat women? You know, like, how do you treat other, uh, you know, your family? How do you treat, people at at shows like in general like what kind of person are you outside of this like you know very simplified positive quote unquote lifestyle that you're claiming you have and it's it's far beyond just like not smoking and not drinking so mm -hmm. i think when it comes to straight edge hardcore in general like there needs to be a much deeper bigger picture in terms of like what defines like how positive you are you right like I mean? what like positive is a very subjective term obviously it's yeah a defining what those things are like you know beyond and that's why sometimes i think youth crew lyrics get like dismissed as just very empties because like they don't necessarily have much topically to say where i actually would say youth of today has a lot of like topical lyrics and uh which we'll get we'll get into maybe we should no i mean i think that's like why i think that youth of today had such an impact because it's not necessarily saying like hey we're perfect we do everything right it's more like look i see the negative bullshit that 
is surrounding me in hardcore, I want to, I want to change that. I want to, I want to, I want to open you up to a different mindset and take this in a different direction. And I think that's what, you know, is so impactful about it. It's a mentality. Yeah. Like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about break down the walls. And like, I, I feel like it's like right away, like break down the walls. First of all, it was definitely the first use of today that I heard. And first I got the CD and the song make a change like right away. I just remember the first, like, I still remember the first time listening to it and like reading those lyrics and just being like that. I think that is like a seriously great song that really does like, that was something I don't think I had seen before. Just like the song make a change is like about like passing people and like ignoring their pain on the street and like that that's not okay. And that, and it was just like a very, but like, it's not even really a political song. It's just like a very, like, how could we grow so cold? That's like the message of the song. And it was like a very, like, I don't know. It hit me hard. I remember it hit me hard. I mean, it's time to get priorities. It's time to rearrange. I mean, that, that right there, it's like, you're not just saying, Hey, this is what we should do. It's like, you're also calling attention to the fact, like, wake up, you know, like, like, don't, don't fuck around anymore. Like realize that there's a problem here and you know be aware of it yeah and like like yeah yeah i guess it's like also because it's it's like yeah it's like a very like up close it's 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 very it talk it basically calls out the fact that like things are gonna like cross your immediate vision they're gonna like you're gonna deal with them like in your life not just in this abstract notion of um, like what your worldview is, right? Like you're going to have to like see things in your life and you're going to uh, make decisions about how you like are affected by them. And like, it's okay to be affected by them. And like, you should, if you're not affected by them, that's like a sign of like a lack of humanity. And that, I don't know, it's like, that is like a real, that's a real thing. It's a, it's a track that sets the tone on the entire record, maybe better than, I mean, it's like maybe an all-time like tone setter for a record. Like that first track, it's like, I mean, it spells it all out, you know. Um, it's there's it's a, definitely a precursor about everything else. You know what I mean? Like you kind of like when you hear that track, you're especially if you never heard, heard anything like that before, and you read the lyrics to it, you're like, all right, like it just sets the tone. Like you just know what you're in for, you know? Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys? I mean. There's other songs on this record that are, you know, less about like changing the world and more about just like, you know, typical like real life bullshit, like stabbed in the back, you know, song about, you know, being double crossed by a friend, you know, stabbed in the back actually is another like tone setter for like the entire hardcore scene, really. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, who, who, what, what band doesn't have a song about being stabbed in the back at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, a lot of songs about straight edge in general, like thinking straight is one of my all time favorite songs. Uh, so, I mean, lots to be said about the lyrics that I feel like we spent like almost an hour talking about. <laughs> what, what, do, what do you guys think about the music on this album? Yeah, it's funny because really the music is like the thing that makes the band. I mean, this band is like what it is because of the music, not really, uh, not really the lyrics. Um, I would say, well, I don't know. We just spent all this time talking about, so maybe it, maybe it is. But um, 
the music on this record is, um, I think like, just like a more fully realized version of what the music was on the EP. And like, because of the fullness of the lineup and like the, the playing, it's just like a much better version of it. It's just like a huge step up for me. I mean, the sound of it is unbelievable, right? I, I looked this up like a while ago. The guy that mastered this record, he's like mastered like Beach Boys records and Beatles records. Like, it, like I think that that plays a part into it too, because I guess like, and I think that's why I feel like this is sort of like the ground rules for like youth crew, you know, you, you do a youth crew band, you almost have to have, like, it can't be like super, you know, it can't be like, I can't close my eyes, you know, like this is like the, it's gotta be a little cleaner. It's gotta be a little sharper, uh, uh, clearer, you know? And um, I think that that really like kind of adds to, to this because, you know, before, I mean, you think about a record like Victim in Pain, you know, people, you know, will say, sounds like shit, it's terrible, you know? I mean, obviously there's like a, an aspect of that record that like you can look back and I'm sure, you know, now you can, you appreciate it for, for the ways that it does sound, right? But like, Break Down the Walls sounds like, it just, it's a very professional sounding record, sonically speaking. And then you mix the fact that it's, it's in a lot of ways, in my opinion, sort of like an extension of all the great parts of like SSD, you know, with like a pot, like an even like more positive twist, you know, way more like in your face um, aspect of it done by like younger kids. Like, I think that's, those are the, the aspects of, of this record that really like, that really do it in for me, you know, and, and, and not, not just the music, but also like, this is also before they kind of came to the realization of like how their appearance really um, also had an impact on the people, right? So you still had like, you know, like cut off jean wearing like, you know, Ray with like, you know, very punk, like, you know, Sharpie t-shirts and you know what I mean? Like just, just, you know what I mean? Like just, they just weren't, it wasn't like a, it was like, like it wasn't final form. You know what I mean? It wasn't final boss time yet. Right. For, for, <laughs> for you today. So I think like, to me, like the music on this, like I'll put this record up against some of the best during that time period of records that like, I love, like I could put this up and say, Hey, you know, like we could do a, like, would you listen to kids will have their say or break down the walls, you know? And I think that that's a conundrum for some people. Right. Uh, and you'll have people that'll be like, oh, definitely like kids have their say or, or whatnot. And you have people that say break down the walls because, it, you know, it really, both those bands kind of divert in a lot of ways to appealing with to certain sensibilities, you know? But I think that's the biggest shock to me when I listen to break down the walls is just how explosive it sounds. I mean, make a change, thinking straight, stabbed in the back. I mean, like just, it just rolls, you know what I mean? Like it just, it's just kind of like, in, th there are some, like some slight lulls you know like honesty yeah <laughs> i mean bro like it starts off it with the count and then it's just like ding 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 and then the dun, dun, and then it's just like it's like a straight up like i made it sound like a like a beat down part dun, 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 you know? <laughs> and it's just like it's just like insane you know what i mean like it just it blows me away like even to this day it blows me away when i listen to it it's just like unbelievable Wait, the, the, okay, the counts in honesty, you know, they, like they do the one, two, three, four with everybody. Yeah. Is that on, like, are there some versions of the record that don't have that? I feel like there's like little like flashes like that that are so interesting. 
There's a yeah. bunch of different versions of that song on different yeah. releases, depending on well, the mix that you have. Yeah, and that's, I can't remember, there are a couple other things on this record that I remember, because the version I heard, I know it was probably like one of those like late 90s rev, like because it was a CD, you know? And I remember when I'd like hear stuff, I'm like, whoa, this is way, there are, there are like these little things. And I think the counting is one of them that like isn't there sometimes like, oh, that's weird that it doesn't have. Uh, yeah, the the I I have the CD. I got it from Circuit City. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Um, I got it the same day as I got the the Gorilla Biscuit seven inch on CD that had those extra That's tracks cool. on it. Yeah, I got those <laughs> both on the same day from Circuit City. Um, but yeah, I uh, I agree that like about the recording. Um, the drums sound fucking massive on this thing. Um, the toms especially like. I mean, the record's really fast. And then you've got these like stomping like youth crew parts that are just like, I mean, it's it's a very hard record that's also extremely fast. And, yeah. you know, yeah. the one I, I view Breakdown the Walls as a major blueprint record, not just for youth crew, but for hardcore in general, like ever yeah. since then, you know, like. Think, think Infest, think Infest, you know, like and that impact on them. Absolutely. And like, dude, when you think about like, if somebody were to ask me, what does hardcore sound like, you know, it's like, okay, I could play them like Earth Crisis, you know, but then they might be like, okay, that that sounds like metal to me. All right, fine. I could play them, you know, something like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that would be like, off in the other end of the spectrum, something that's like, very punk rock, you know, um, I play them youth of today and it's like, I immediately can just kind of give you the scope of like what the basic hardcore sound is. Um, and uh, that could be just an opinion of mine. I'm curious what you guys think about that, but that's just how I've always felt is that like, that's hard. That's what hardcore sounds like is youth of today, break down the walls. I think that's super subjective, but like, I think that you and I, yeah. just because of the things you discussed earlier, like you and I share a very similar like origin story with the way we got into hardcore so like of course like to me that rings very true but i think many people would say this is like very specific to you know like a certain side of hardcore of course you know but like i do i don't know like i think that it does run the gamut like the the fast like the time changes and stuff and like or like the song take a stand the fact that it like and by the way the song take a stand is just a great example of just like a very simple those are like super simple lyrics really but it's just like yeah like take a stand make a change like these little like not that complex statements those are like what makes it work in the context of the music that's a side note but like take a stand like it's got that you know that really long slow build up and then like it has the crescendo and like the dynamic shift like that is definitely something that I think like is a little bit it does like cross a little bit of boundaries and like the the time changes and stuff in this era uh or of youth of today like is a thing that um probably like hits more than just youth crew and yeah like you said like talking about bad like infest and i don't know all that yeah you bring up a good point i mean I, it is subjective and like i i definitely want to make sure that as much as possible that i'm not making an assumption on like a truth when it comes to hardcore, just based on my opinion, you know, well, and that's like when you said like early, just as early on, when you said like youth of today introduces vegetarianism into hardcore. Like I know a lot of people will be like, "Whoa, no, 
not true. I think yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah. Like, because that's like a long, you know, you could go off further back with that. But like, yeah. Uh, and like, you know, all those like anarcho bands like t- were singing about it a long time before. Like, in, okay. Just, let's, you know? let's talk about that for a second because that's something that we're going to get into when we talk about We're Not In This Alone because obviously No More is like the song, you know? But like, I'm not saying they were the first band to mention this. But I am saying, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this for sure, and somebody can call me out for sure, but I mean, did any band drive this point into the hardcore scene as deep as Youth of Today did? I don't think I have, I don't think I have a firm, I can't. But see, but see weren't the mags, weren't they Kirshna by that time? And that was like a really big thing to, for them. Like it was like a really big thing to like, like vegetarian was, was like a really big thing for them at that point in time. Cause that's, I mean, you know, when I think of like big impacts, especially on the scene, like I think, especially because obviously Ray becomes, you know, influenced by that as well later on into the support cell. But like, I think about that and then the, you know, the anarcho, anarcho bands from, from the UK and, 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 and when it comes to, when it comes to that point. So to me, like, that's kind of like what comes to mind first, but I know what you're, I know what you're saying because it's something we'll talk about with, we're not in this loan. I think the impact of that became much more like transcended probably more so than, than those other bands, but it's not the first thing that comes to mind to me, at least. I mean, that's fine. I, I, I mean, I, I would actually put it out there as like almost like a challenge. Like I would like for somebody <laughs> to bring up like who, who made vegetarianism more of, you know, an important topic in hardcore more than youth of today did like who, who actually drove that forward as an agenda more than youth of today did like before them um i mean obviously we won't be able to maybe get to that right now but like that's something i would actually just be genuinely curious if someone could top that because i i don't know of anybody that did that stronger than they did i really don't yeah Yeah, and i would say like just because of like how closely associated vegetarianism and veganism has been with like the kind of like youth crew and then later on just like straight edge in general i would say that that like does i mean i don't know yeah i get i'm not confident in asserting this either but like mm-hmm. i would say that youth of today was definitely a band that really cemented that connection totally uh, in that side um, so yeah we've talked about like um you know break down the walls like the music um you know, what it did for hardcore, the message, um, their follow-up LP, We're Not In This Alone. I want to say it came out like a year later on Caroline Records. Is that right? I think it yeah, came it out was, uh, in 88, right? 88, so, yeah. So two years. A few years? Didn't Break Down the two, Walls also come out in 88? 86, I think. No. Yeah, Break Down the Walls, yeah, Break Down the Walls came, up, came out in 86. Yeah, yeah I think dude. it was 86. Because Can't Close My Eyes was 85. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm way off then. I you know, t- I'll be honest like as much as Youth of Today is my favorite band up until this very second. I thought that Break Down the Walls came out in 88. And that's oh, really? that's kind of funny. Youth, that, that's kind of funny. Youth crew, yeah, cuz like Youth Crew 88, the whole Youth Crew 88 thing, cuz that's really that was all when I in the Sloan. Fair enough, fair enough. The 88 I mean, that, stuff. That's uh that's major, major loss of credibility on my end. This is the thing though. I actually think that you are very upfront about the fact that you're not someone who like 
you're not like this a person that like scours like the stats of yeah, yeah yeah the music and i don't think that i don't think there's anything about that that we like, try to get we try to get it as right as possible but like i mean we're not like we got you know we got it we got jobs you know he's got a, he's got a, he's got so, a kid yeah. So, you know, Carl Buchner, lead singer of Youth of Today. Well, real quick, before before we, we transition, there's uh, two questions I want to like, uh, or one one statement and then uh, one question I want to have before we before we kind of put this one aside to get into the second LP. Um, can we talk about the layout of how incredible the layout for Breakdown the Walls is? Highly oh, influential. Yeah. The, the, the five photos on the back, the oh, font, the colors. I mean... I like this makes me sound so ridiculous, but like just looking at the record and like the insert and everything, just like unbelievable. I mean, John, we ripped it off for faith. Like that's how like impactful like that that layout is. I'm sure we're not the only ones to do it, you know. So um I just really, really, really love the layout, the aesthetic of the record. It's just it's super nerdy. I like the colors, like everything about it. Like I'm I'm like straight up love it. Um, but I wanted to ask like as well if you had to pick one song from this record what's what's the song that you're living and dying with all right uh i would go with thinking straight absolutely that's uh that's the one i even i even added it to to the intro of our of our <laughs> podcast but that's that's it that's the one for me i think i'm saying take a stand i just god or make a change make a change just because it Oh, I I still remember the first time I heard it. Nick, let me ask you this: Does the added like youth crew intro to take a stand on break down the walls like is that is that uh, a main factor? Like, is that essential? Because like the earlier versions don't have that. It, that is funny that I'm saying this because of the fact that I kind I was saying the negative thing. <laughs> I yeah I don't know, but there's yeah. I don't know. Who cares? I'm gonna eat my words, but I just love I love the version of take take a stand. I don't know why. I just love the version of take a stand that is on this. And I will dude, I, will. You, I, I agree. I mean that entire yeah. there's like an entire intro with lyrics that yep. that yeah. wasn't on the earlier versions, and I think it's fucking incredible. Well, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is like I, I kind of made the lyrics the focal point of my criticism of oh, my, I see. my eyes and like no but like this is also the lyrics to take a stand i didn't highlight as part of a problem but i i don't i think the lyrics to take a stand are cool because they're so simple and they are like i don't know yeah i like everything about take a stand on this version yes the added added elements are like what makes it the better version obviously um dude if you have a single negative thing to say about the lyrics to take a stand you're fucking nuts man i don't no i, I think it's great <laughs> but i just i just feel like i didn't I didn't highlight that it was an exception to that uh, rule and, uh, and can't close my eyes. But I also just real quick got to say the picture of Richie on the back was a definitely like something I looked at a lot when I got this because he looks like so I like <laughs> looked like it looked like something that was like from a like a like a victim of war or like a, there's something about like the face he makes that makes me think intensity. Of, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I was like, "Whoa!" Can you this... replicate that for us by chance? <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> I, Nick, I don't think I can. Nick, when yes. the, when you said like it's something I looked at a lot, like obviously, like the first thing I thought of is like 
you saying like, oh yeah, it's it's a I looked at it all the time when I was like masturbating in my room. I'm like, <laughs> oh, <God>. I'm, like <laughs> and I, I'm not I'm just gonna go ahead and say I think that Antonio was thinking the same thing. I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, um I was thinking a lot of things, let's just put it that way. Oh yeah, you I know mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh I would say like straight up, like for me, like I, I want it to be so many songs on this record. Like I thought about this and I was like, maybe it's honesty, but like, you know, honesty is an interesting song because it's sort of like a ch uh, change of pace, in my opinion, um, when you're rolling out of the songs on, on side A, right? I'm going to have to go with Take a Stand because hell, like that song, uh, so hard, like it's amazing. Like, I mean, I think almost I, I one of the bands I've played in has at least covered it. Maybe two bands I've played in has covered it. But like it's a fun song to play live. It's hard. Like it's I'm dying living and dying with that song for sure. Did did you guys cover the, the break down the walls version with the intro? Yep. Yep. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Dude, I would lose my shit if I saw that. <laughs> That's awesome. So we got two for take a stand and then me with thinking straight. Um, yep. Love it. And yeah, dude, the, the layout, the, the artwork on that, like if you could call it that, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I've got an original <laughs> wishing well press and I, I'm, I'm proud to say that I have that one. Um, Cause I don't have like a big collection, you know, but having that an original version of that and looking at the way that it looked when it first came out, I mean, still still just gives me chills just thinking about how important this record is to me and yep. I, I think that when it, when you look at everything like we are that's like what we're here for is to like gush over all of this shit you know and like i think that's a good way to kind of close out our discussion on break down the walls